The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN your number. 713-780-3776. Also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Twitter at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. Dad. Degenerates 975 can text the show. Know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. And uh, here's some conversations on the break when I'm not going to get water or something. And you missed the first hour. Pretty sportsy for a Tuesday. I well, guess we'll just keep keep being sportsy well, for a while. pretty sportsy. I mean, we've talked a lot about fixing stuff. and Yeah, but that's that's manly stuff. Oh, okay. And manly men do sports. We only did, we did like a segment on that. The rest was all... Like Charlie talks sports, and he's the manliest of us all. Mm, is he? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Do you think... He drinks cider. You know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah. Who do you think around here, like, is is manly when it comes to, like, fixing stuff and things like... Do we have a guy here Aaron's like Aaron's the closest, I think. Uh, like, but on, of the on-air guys, do you think there's one? Uh, let's see. No. Lance can't climb a ladder without no, falling and breaking no. Lance, Lance, Lance is just like the rest of us. He Granado's a rich, so he pays everybody. Right. Yeah. We got a soft-ass lineup here. Maybe Joel. Please. No, come on. Are you kidding me? Joel? Joel's just as handy as we are, which is not at all. Come on. I, yeah. I think Aaron's probably... Aaron is the handiest of us. Well, AD is the handiest person that works here, certainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you were, you were talking about people who actually talk on air. Yeah. Yeah, AD is, I mean, he's Mr. Wizard. He does everything here. Anything ever happened to that guy, you would not have a station. I'm just here to tell you. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? So this is Juggy Trey handy. I bet Juggy can do some stuff. I think he can do some stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're I bet nat- Tyler can, too. Yeah, Tyler probably. Yeah, Tyler's pretty handy, probably. I just feel like. There's some things that are basic enough that I'm going to have to teach my kids. Like, hey, this is like, th- there's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts on. Like, my kids are going to have to know how to change a tire. Okay, like it, it, that's like really basic. Th- that's something you've got to be able to do. Do you really need that anymore? I mean, everybody has roadside. Every every insurance has right. roadside. You might have roadside, but what if you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's going to be two hours before roadside can get to you? Changing a tire is so easy. It is. I mean, it is. But I mean, and by the time they're grown up and driving, Carl will probably change a tire for them. These things are getting so smart now. You just put change tire. That's true. What if well, like you see like car. a young lady stranded on the side of the road who doesn't have anybody to help her and you want to stop That's and true. be a gentleman? That's true. You need to know how. And you know what? You stop and then all of a sudden three guys come out of the woods with guns and they rob you and steal your car. Don't that could happen. You're going to discourage people Chivalry. being good uh if it's out in the middle Samaritans. of nowhere I, I will i will pull up close enough to say hey i'll call somebody for you but i've seen too many movies man 
That's how people get kidnapped. That's how Stay you strapped. That's how you wind up in a uh, a rape van. Uh uh-uh. uh, not this kid. No. I'm also going to teach my kids. Uh, they're they're going to have to figure out. Uh, there's their option A is you don't drink alcohol ever, which you, that's fine. It's unlikely, but it's fine if that's the way you want to roll. But I'm going to teach them in social settings. You need to have one liquor that you can drink, whether it be bourbon, vodka, uh, gin, uh, tequila even. I mean, you need to have some sort of a liquor that you can drink with one mixer tops. So, like, if you say, I want, you know, rum and soda, rum rum and Diet Cola, that's fine. But if you start into, like, a drink that takes four ingredients, you're an a-hole. Especially if there's a line. Yes. Like, if there's no line and you want to get a fancy drink, be my guest. But, like, at our steak night Thursday, it was... Or if you sit at a table and you have a waitress, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but it was a little bit packed, and there was some guy getting there, all these fancy drinks that take 10 minutes to meet. But I'm saying, like, if if you're on an airplane, you can say, I want vodka, soda. There's no, like, four-ingredient drinks you can order on an airplane. You just need, like, you need to have one booze, one mixer tops, if any mixers. And you need to have you need to be able to either drink beer or wine, one or the other, because in a lot of social settings, that's all there is is beer and wine. Some pl- like you go to some weddings, some cheap people get married and they don't have booze at their wedding, and it's only beer and wine. You got to be able to drink one of them. So figure it out. These are the things I'm trying to teach my kids. That's what I want to teach my boys. Hmm. See, I've I've always just try to teach my kids to enjoy the hell out of life work hard not going to give you anything but like, like little stuff like they you know if they want money i'm not gonna give them money but you i better w- give them money. i'll give them a job though oh okay i'll get them something to where they can earn the money because you know that's that's how i tried to teach them now it doesn't mean i don't give them money it just means if they want significant money then i'll get them a job and like my son's gonna be working on a screenplay he's gonna get paid for that yeah that's a job. And, and I'll give him credit. He's He's got like four jobs. He works his butt off. So uh, hopefully that got through. Now, I've also taught them if, hey, you're ever going to, if you ever want to try weed, don't go get crap from your friends. Just I'll, I'll get you some good stuff and you can decide if you want to do it. They, neither one of them is interested right now. At least that's what they say. Oh, please. Eh. <laughs> and, uh. Mr. Fred, how do you like your vodka? I just drink vodka water, and I'm about to do the keto thing that you guys have done. We're starting that this week, so it's pretty much going to be all vodka water and no no beer. So Lamont says AJ will teach the boys how to shoot. My boys already know how to shoot. The little one, maybe not. The little one, I don't think the little one. The little one hadn't fired a handgun yet. But when we go up to Oregon, they they do they do a ton of shooting up there. Well, so they, you, they know. your family has land in the country. Yeah, we got to Shiner. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm really stoked about. Uh, once we get our place built up, is now I got a place where I can go shoot. Of course, shooting on the land in Shiner is now it's, it's less uh, of a thing than it once was. Shouldn't have shot after it. some accusations were shot were, it straight up in the air. Man, some false accusations were made. You do realize you shoot a gun in the air, the bullet will come down somewhere. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> you think on 50 acres it will come down somewhere on your land, right? Mm, depends on the wind. All right. <laughs> Hey, you got acquitted, so you won the case. That's right. I'm on your side. <laughs> oh, man. But um, 
No, I mean, I, 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 I like shooting guns, but I like shooting targets. I don't kill stuff. Um, you know, now there'll be some stuff like if there's any hogs on the land, I will kill those bastards. I don't want those things. And, and I'm, I'm told there's a bunch of them in that area. So, um, or snakes, I'll whack a snake. Oh yeah. Um, coyotes, maybe they get near my dogs, probably kill them. That's about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to shoot. I'm going to set up uh, some targets and stuff and shoot out there. So, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And Largo asks a good question. They even make crappy weed anymore. Um, yeah, they still do. It's still out there. I, I admit now that it's gotten legal and I have friends that go to places where it's legal and they bring me back really good stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's been a game changer, but mostly edibles now. Captain America says, don't kill snakes. They help with rodent control. Well, you know what? I'll kill the rodents too. I'm not a fan of rodents. I'm not really a fan. Now, if if it's just like a garden snake or something, no, but I see a water moccasin. I hate when people say, don't kill snakes. They do this. That's good. Well, you know what? A rat might do something good. It doesn't mean it won't kill it cockroach might do something good i'll never know because i'll kill the bastard uh, there's some stuff if, if if you're around my house or uh, god forbid in my house you're dead you're dead uh, it, i'm not going to take the time to, like spiders people are, why would you kill spiders i don't like spiders all right <laughs> i got no use for them they may, may, may do some good stuff but if they were doing good stuff they should have done it somewhere else not around my house bubba snakes same thing i'm not going to interview a snake i'm not going to take the time to say oh what color are your stripes no, if you're a snake and you have no legs or arms and you're just moving around on the ground with a body and a mouth, I'm going to shoot you or cut your head off. That That's your choices, depending on what's most convenient for me at the time. Okay, can I just say you don't have to ask the snake his color. You know red and yellow kill a fella. Come on. That's, I don't care. That, no, I mean, like, uh, poisonous snakes. Green is mean. <laughs> Black is whack. Oh, uh, but no. Po- red, you're dead. Poisonous snakes, I will shoot. I don't want them around my dogs. I don't want them around my land. I will, I will kill a poisonous snake in a heartbeat. I won't take twice. And I'm sure there's water moccasins out there because um, there's water. And hence the name water moccasin. So I will, I will kill those things. Um, and, you know, any, any nuisance. Like if uh, they said coyotes. I'll kill a coyote too. Yeah, I no problem with killing a coyote. But... But I'll also I'll, I'll kill food. I'll kill a uh, I'll, I'll kill a hog or a deer if it's gonna give me some meat. I'm for that. I really want to go kill an elk. Hmm. But here's where I'm not that manly. You know what I don't like to do? Clean an animal that I've shot. <laughs> not ideal. So my dad used to basically butcher it himself, like get it down to the the pieces that you know, like cut off every individual piece i don't want to do all that work i'm trying to kill you throw you in the back of my truck and take you to someone and then come pick you up in two weeks nicely wrapped in white paper and that's well, depending on how far you you're going you have to field dress it yeah that's what like cutting the guts out that's not a big deal but like oh yeah doing the full butchering no skinning it and like i mean i, I who's got time for that not me mm. Maybe, uh, people are saying we're going to make people mad by talking about killing things. In Texas? I don't care. In Texas? Are you kidding me? Because I don't give a shit. 
He's a snake killer. Okay, well, you cancel me, bitch. Snake killer. <laughs> you got me. I'm sorry, but if I see a hog, I'm lighting him up. Those things are those things they're are nasty, invasive and they're dangerous. And they, I, I'm protecting my dogs. That's what I'm doing. Guess what? Animals in the wild only die one of two ways: predators or disease or starvation. Disease and starvation. Yeah. That's three ways. But okay. Okay, but disease and starvation <laughs> go along with like a quote unquote natural cause. They could get hit by a missile. You have some of those? No, I'm just saying. Like, if there was was a test missile and it went awry and it hit a coyote, it could die that way. Hmm. Which I don't know if you consider that a predator. I don't know. But see, I think I'd be doing him a favor. Is there a predator missile? I mean, what he could run in front of a uh, of a a tractor and get run over by a tractor. That'd be a fourth way. (laughs) Might be the dumbest coyote ever. I don't know. I don't know. Poor Marine says, saw an episode where a guy up in the woodlands killed a timber rattlesnake and someone posted a pic on social media. The next day, the game warden rolled up and gave him that $500 ticket. They say you have to be threatened by the snake. Uh, I was like, the thing is alive and on my property. That's a threat. Well, I'll tell you what I won't be doing. I won't won't be posting to social media when I whack a snake, okay? Or a hog or anything else. I'll just quietly whack the thing, chop it up, do whatever I'm going to do with it. Boom, done. That's it. I might mention on air, yeah. And you know what I'll say? That rattlesnake was a threat. It was. He was going to bite me. He was he was rattling his rattle and coming after me. So I had I had no choice. It was self defense. Plus, if you can shoot a snake, it's pretty good shooting. No, I shoot. They're moving. I shoot snakes up close. Oh no, I'm I'm not going to let them get that close. I'm going to stay ten feet away. Those uh, cottonmouths at my mom's. They get there and they they open their mouth real wide and it's just good target. You and it's like, I don't mean to be gruesome here, but you, it's fascinating what a forty-five can do to a snake when you shoot it inside its mouth. I mean, uh, and stop with that's your, what you get for being a snake, bro. And by the way, stop. With I your, mean, a twenty-two would do. Yes. I don't have a twenty-two. All right, uh, you stickler, stop with your snakes aren't poisonous; they're venomous. Oh my god! Please, you know what you need to do? Please, hey get, man that please get laid please you need a life brother or sister um there are some snakes that are poisonous though man i'm not getting i'm not starting that conversation okay all i know is if a snake can bite me and it has venom or poison or whatever the hell you want to call it i am gonna go full al capone in untouchables with the baseball bat and if i don't have the baseball bat i'm gonna shoot his ass it bites you you get sick that's venomous you bite it and get sick that's poisonous I don't care. I'm not. I'm not differentiating. It's a damn snake that can cause damage. Yeah, and he's going to get treated the Chicago way. Bring fangs to a gunfight. What kind of crap is that? But I digress. <laughs> this is where I really need lawyer Dave on the line to tell me what my legal options are. Uh, and, and there was a case that I, I, next time he's on, I want to ask him about where a guy. Uh, some a, a revenge company sent this guy a glitter bomb package, and now he's suing him. I bet you can get away with that, and I bet Lawyer Dave would be perfect for that. And if you're in an accident, which, by the way, everybody's back on the road again, you're probably going to get in an accident just like AJ did. You got to call my man Dave. Or if you have any problems with your doctors or uh, hospitals and you come out of there and you know they did something they shouldn't have, 
Lawyer Dave does that too. And here's the thing. Doesn't cost a dime for his consultations. He doesn't get paid a penny until you win your case. So if you're hurt and need to go to the doctor, then they'll get an Uber and get you there. They'll take care of all that. He takes your case. You don't pay a dime until you win. And if you, if you have a question about anything legal, he loves to talk to the blitzers. And if it's not something he does, he'll put you in touch with someone who does. Lawyer Dave, 713-626-8900. El Tigre Tejano. You can also get him on Twitter at LawyerDaveLaw or LawyerDave.com or just hit me up if you can't remember any of those numbers. Need a lawyer? Better dial Dave. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And I think Sean pretty much uh, on the Twitch uh, put a bow on the whole poisonous versus venomous thing. Said the poisonous venomous snake guys are the ones whose last major accomplishment in life was their Eagle Scout badge when they were 17 years old. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yes, you have nailed it, sir. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen any now. I know, Aaron, you saw some, you saw where you, where you thought there had been hogs out there. I haven't seen any on the property yet, but everybody out there tells me they're all over that part of East Texas. We saw plenty of tracks. We saw grasses where they all lay down in packs usually or whatever they're called as a family. Uh, and then we found a couple of different skulls. So you went out to Fred's land? Yep. Oh, okay. A few times. Yeah, he's gone out there hunting a few times. That's why I was joking with him about the first time I'm out there in a while I saw a deer. Because he, I mean, plenty of tracks out there. Yeah. But, you know, just haven't quite gotten one yet. So, um, but yeah, I, I that I will do. And, and to me, that'll be fun, man. We'll go out there, bring some fairly fun weapons, and blast some hogs. Does that make me a bad guy, PETA? Yeah, the worst. Well, yeah, you know what those hogs are going to do? They're going to tear up my land. They're going to try to kill my dogs. They're aggressive. They're useless. I'm I'm sorry. I, I have no compunction at all about whacking those suckers. If that makes me a bad person, so be it. I'm I'm a Texan, bitches. 713-780-ESPN. I don't know how we got on all this. Um, the, uh, and I got a couple of things. Do we, do we want to... Stay on sports or we want to shift it here a little bit? Because there was something that happened yesterday I thought was kind of funny that has nothing to do with sports. Okay. I'm for, I'm for something like that. Okay. Uh, we didn't get to it, and Tyler had sent it to us as a possible gem, but I think it, it deserves a little more discussion. Do you see the tweet that Burger King sent out on International Women's yeah, Day? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I think I don't know what they were going for here. It was some kind of a marketing bit, but they just tweeted out women belong in the kitchen from Burger King. They I, I, that's uh, an, that's mixed messaging. Well, guys, and here's how they tried to defend it. Only 20 percent of, of chefs are women and went on to announce several scholarship funds designed to help female Burger King employees pursue their culinary dreams. Uh, well, yeah, listen. 
Um, I'm all for trying to get attention for the right reasons and bring attention to things like that. I don't know that that was the most effective way. If you're the chef at Burger King, your life's gone awry at some point. Mm. If you went to culinary school and you ended up flipping patties at Burger King, not great. Not great. I I get the economy's tough, but maybe you're not meant to be a great chef, man or woman, right? Yeah. I mean, now you're shaming Burger King chefs? Well, they shame women. People who work at Burger King aren't chefs. Those people are they're they're burger makers. Like and they, you can be a chef and be a burger maker at the same time. Like a, there can be a chef who makes burgers, but not all burger makers are chefs. I make burgers on the weekend sometimes. I'm not a chef. I assume they have like an R&D team of actual chefs like in a corporate headquarters that c- try to cook up new ideas. <sighs> cook up maybe they do see what you did but aren't they, at burger king aren't they both basically just going okay is it two minutes on full heat or is it three yes. minutes that's that's a burger king chef it's like oh you know what let's let's throw the special sauce in there oh yeah the special sauce is mayonnaise <laughs> yeah mixed with ketchup mixed with ketchup yeah hmm that's great chef work guys um uh l 88 says, or 86 says, the state will actually pay you to capture hogs and deliver alive. They transport them to other counties or other countries who has a low hog population. I can tell you who don't want those damn hogs. Somebody brought them to Saskatchewan, and it's a real problem up there now. So I I don't know why other countries would want these damn things. Uh, I used to think that, like, when we had acreage, I used to think my dad was cruel for trapping these hogs in these giant traps and killing them in the traps because, I mean, we would eat them usually. Sometimes we wouldn't. Sometimes they were too, like, the big, nasty javelinas. Yeah. They're not really eating hogs. But uh, but the truth is, once you catch one, you pretty much have to kill it because you're not going to let it out of its cage and it's it's not going to shake your hoof and just go on its merry way, it's it's going to try to hurt you. Those aren't nice animals. It's We're not talking about the pig from Charlotte's Web here who, like, skips everywhere. These are mean, gigantic beasts. You're, there's no, like, oh, I caught this. I'm going to put it in the back of my truck and take it to the state so they can give me a reward for sending it to Rwanda or wherever the hell they're sending hogs. I don't know. I'm going to send it to hog heaven is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Or hell, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how the hog lived its life. I'm just gonna know how it dies. I'll I'll judge that on its attitude in its final moments. Now, what happens if I go out there and I see a spider web and it says "some hog" written out? Well, that would be that would be a spider that you don't want to kill, but you can still kill the hog. I don't know. I might want to back off the gummies if that's what I see. <laughs> that's but, true. <laughs> uh, just curious. It says, do not start trashing Eagle Scouts because some idiots remind you the difference between venomous and poisonous. Nobody was trashing Eagle Scouts. He was just saying that was their only accomplishment in life. I mean, it's an accomplishment, but, you know, there, there's probably been some things in life since then that you'd like to be able to accomplish. So do we have Jerome today? Uh, I believe so. I'm going to have to call him at the break because he's the worst at texting back, I think, of everybody in this business or in this station. Well, he's like that with almost anything. It's like whenever he needs something, boy, he'll text me right back when I answer him. If I want to ask him a question, it's like three days later, I'll get a text. Oh, hey, man, just saw this. Yeah, yeah. 
But. I mean, he and I have been doing the same thing for now <laughs> two years where I text him every Tuesday and go, hey, you free? And then on Thursday, he'll text me back. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. Cool. Thanks. The only time he responds back mind. is the week that I'm producing Houston Sports Show. No, that is the only time yeah. he responds fast is because he knows not to piss me off that week. Well, I'll see. You could start flexing your muscles with that a little bit. Like, uh, just kind of remind him while you're doing the show that, hey, you never texted me back. And then, whoops, the microphone's off for 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you have that power, sir. You could do it. Uh... I feel like Jerome's not one of those people I should piss off. Nah, Jerome doesn't does, doesn't stay pissed at anybody. Jerome Jerome's got a really great attitude about stuff like that. Four hundred nine says Eagle Scouts probably more than you will ever accomplish. Mm, I hope you're not talking to me. Oh, no, I accomplished having sex with a woman in high school. <laughs> How about you, Eagle yeah, Scout? Bet yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never like listing accomplishments because it it. Whenever you have to quote your resume, you probably already lost. So I'll just say I'm pretty comfortable with what I've accomplished in life and in high school. I was more worried about getting stoned and playing rock and roll and trying to be a rock star and getting girls than I was not being an Eagle Scout. So I'm sorry that I never learned the difference between venomous and poisonous, but I could play a mean-ass version of Cat Scratch Fever back in the day. I like that. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And you know what that music means if you're a regular listener to the show. It is the biggest star in Houston when it comes to media. Columnist, TV star, radio star. Most importantly... Honored guest on Tuesdays on the Blitz, Jerome Solomon. What's up, buddy? Fred, it's so good to have friends like you who, you know, pump me up way over, you know, anything I would deserve and take cheap shots on me when I'm not there. But I take cheap shots but, at you when you're here. But I was going to say, but it's not like you don't do that to my face. Exactly. So that, it, people who are not your friends will you know, take cheap shots behind your back. I, I, no, I also you. said very nice things about you after that. I just said you you, you don't return texts unless it's something you no, want. You're, you're a full cheap shot artist where it's like cheap shot, cheap shot, good thing, good thing. You, you're, bal- you, you're fair and balanced. You're Fox News. Uh, <laughs> well, I thank you. I take that as a compliment. What do you got now, going now on? Now go figured, die, liberal. I figure you'd be out at. Uh, I figure you'd be out covering the Southland tourney or something like that. What are you up to uh, these days? I'm, I, I'm just bumming today. You know, waiting, waiting for some NCAA tournament action. I'm, I'm still not. We're not there. I I got the shot. I I, I haven't heard you guys say it. I know you were. I, I know one of you was cheating to get it before you're supposed to be getting it. Oh, but. sorry, I'm a wounded warrior, Jerome. <laughs> oh, is that is that? See, I I missed that's how you, that's how you qualify. Yeah, I'm a disabled veteran. Do you, haven't you heard? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Thank you for your service. Man, listen to this guy. <laughs> oh, Coming should, from a draft dodger. You should, yeah. you should get canceled for that. <laughs> no, like, really? But, but, I, but I, I mean, I, we can't talk about that. I got, I got one of the shots. <laughs> so I, get, I, I, well, I can't dog anybody else for getting the shot. Because now one. you got one, and you're not, you're not like an old man. What? No, but they have the obese thing. If you're obese, you get a shot. I'm more obese than you. Dude, you could fit in my left leg. Are you kidding me? They didn't say anything. They said, check a box. I check uh-huh. the box. Oh, so you lied on your resume, and you're giving me grief. Uh, that's what I said. We can't talk about this. Okay. Just, you know, yeah, that's, how, that's how you got hired I, at the Chronicle in the first place. Because so. <laughs> I, I checked the box that the I'm The box for black. obesity? <laughs> I checked the fat white guy box. I was in. Then <laughs> you showed up. It's like, wait a minute. How did this dog. guy get here? We he knew Jerome was a was a clue, but you know, we thought he was Jeremy. <sighs> yeah, and then you sad, then you got the weight sad. loss surgery is what you told him. And, and, and speaking of black white, y'all talking about these these hogs. I didn't know. I, I this is from my inner city upbringing. I had no idea you could actually eat these hogs. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you think sausage y'all comes from? Y'all ain't told the y'all ain't told the brothers. Man, we be out there killing these wild hogs. Oh, you better get on it. And you're like, oh, you can't eat this kind. There'll just be some bad chops that week. We, oh no, we. You'll eat it, please. You oh, get yeah. down there to South yeah. Texas, get some of those javelinas, those giant tusks. That's what- I, I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I had no idea that. Well, I thought they were just wild beasts causing trouble. No, you can eat no, them. I'm, yeah, stu- you definitely I'm stupid. Can eat them. And you can hunt them I mean, year I, round. I, I, you know, so. I've seen the, you know, pig roasted and all that, but those are pigs, not these crazy hog. These, no, these hogs, hogs are good like, meat, I man. I thought they were maniacs. That's good breakfast yeah. breakfast sauce. Well, they are maniacs, but they're also good eating maniacs. So yeah, tell that to your people. I, I'm then, not as, I'm just then, not that smart. Tell that to your people and then say, don't say the white man never gave you anything. <laughs> It's, it's let the reparations, let, dog. Let your people Go out there kill the wild hog. Jerome, tell your people For, AJ is an ally because I of thought this. It was forty acres and a mule, but y'all said it, it's forty pork chops and, and a rump roast. Okay, you're welcome. And lots of bacon. That's right. <laughs> uh, speaking of the NCAA's, well, I mean, obviously a, a, a huge win for for UH, but I mean, you've probably you've probably seen a bit of this UH team. What do you think of their chances come tournament time? How, how what do you what do you think their ceiling is? They're dangerous. I mean, they're good anyway, but they're dangerous because uh, they play great defense. They rebound. They're nasty. They they're not the greatest shooters. If they're hot, you can't beat. Them. There's no team in the country will beat them if they're if they're stroking it. But when the tournament comes around. Most of the time, and this year is different anyway, but most of the times you go into tournaments and teams in these big arenas and they shoot poorly compared to what they usually shoot and they panic and freak out. You of age ain't going to panic over some missed shots because they're not good, they're not a great shooting team anyway. So they're going to be hard to beat. They're, they're, they're going to be fun to watch. I, I, and, and beyond that, I'm, 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 I'm a homer like hell on them. I, I just would love to see. U of H make a final four run. It's, I mean, it's been a long time. You know what I mean? And no, this is not five slamma jam. It's not, we're not going to remember these players names, you know, 20, 30 years from now, but it, we will know Kelvin Sampson is he's, he's 
great at what he does. Uh, you know, nothing but respect for him. And this this would be a good opportunity for him to to have a team to make a run. Well, the one thing that scares me though is is all of that's one hundred percent right, and and I'm rooting for him just as much as you are. What scares me is the fact that they do go through these stretches where they can't score, and in one tournament game, that that can kill you. If and it, 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 look when they played the East Carolina and East Carolina shooting sixty percent from three, if you have a game where you're not shooting well and the other team's doing that, then party's over. The whole thing yeah. ends right there. But but it's like that for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it it I mean, and in this this year that's so uneven and team schedules have come and gone and. They, there have been very little rhythm to the season. The the NCAA champion, the NCAA champion, or the Final Four champion is rarely not rarely is not fair, but it's quite often not necessarily the best team. It's the team that had the best couple of weeks. Right. Well, this year, I guarantee you, the team that wins isn't the best team. But there's no way to figure out the best team because everybody has done something different, and it's just a completely new year. The COVID has messed with people, et cetera. The team that wins is going to be the champion and deserving champion because they've dealt with it. And I, I think anybody can pull it off. I mean, and Gonzaga and Baylor are way better than the rest of the teams out there, but they can be beaten. I, see, I don't know if Gonzaga can be. I, I, I think Gonzaga. Yeah. I think they're the best team. I think that I, I think they're the one team that I said that I would say if they won it. The best team won. I mean, right. because they've I, been the I, best I team that. all year long. They've got three guys that could could potentially be all Americans. Like that, that's I, I, a that's I, just, they're just loaded. And oh, I get you there. But here here's the one. And again, this is just one of those fake caveats that we're going to make up to try to find a reason for them not to win. But this is not a team that's supposed to go unbeaten and win at all, right? Because college basketball teams don't go. It unbeaten. doesn't happen very often. Great no. teams. Great, great teams don't go unbeaten. This is a weird year, so I, I, I would not be surprised if they lost one. And and just if because luck of the draw, if you know? they hadn't played, like because if it were a regular year and mm-hmm. they played the the schedule that you know their their normal schedule and they you know they they play in the West Coast Conference, not a very good conference. I'd go, oh maybe, but the, I mean they tested themselves. Yeah, oh, nonstop yeah. in the in the uh, no, in the non-con schedule, and they passed every test. Like they they took Iowa to the woodshed, and Iowa's like yeah. one, of, one of the top and five Iowa, teams in Iowa the country. Can play. But I, it, it, to be fair to your, your point, it, it, I you're right. It, like Gonzaga, if they do lose, and I I think they can and maybe will, they're not going to lose to a better team. It, when that game is over, we'll go, man, that was that was a horrible day. Y'all just yes. didn't show up that day. And, 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 but uh, I'm curious yeah. if this plays into UH as well, because UH plays in, in a conference that, I mean, may be worse than the than the West Coast Conference this year. They're but, trying to sell it like it's it's like, no, don't try to convince me the conference is that good. That is not we, we a good it's conference. Not. There, there's, it's not. There's three teams that are even uh, worth mentioning, and, and then there's a bunch of just garbage. Uh, but and, and they'll be like, well, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's good in name only, and like that—that's not a good basketball team. But I wonder if you think because everyone's saying, well, Gonzaga—they've been—they—they uh, they haven't gotten better because they haven't been testing themselves as the season went on. To me, teams like Gonzaga and UH, if anything, they're almost going to be rested and prepared because they've been able, like. Gonzaga's sitting they're they're sitting their starters in the second half of almost every game. Yeah. So they're ready for this tournament run 
more so than these teams in the Big Ten where every week is just this grueling, you know, matchup grind. It almost feels like these teams like UH and Gonzaga that have had an easier conference schedule might be in an advantage this year more than normal. Yeah, you know, to take your line, the, the the thought that Gonzaga hasn't gotten better, well, they started off better than everyone. Yeah. So other people have to get better to get to where they were, and, and they've had a much more regular schedule. They've had a, you know, they're playing game after game, even if even without the competition being, you know, they're not running through the Big Ten, but, you know, it's still, they know how to win. They win the games they're supposed to. They're not messing around. And the intensity level, they're going to be able to ratchet it up when the tournament starts. Oh, they're going to be hard to beat. You know, these Big Ten teams, they're good, but they're also loose, used to losing. Yeah. Because they've lost. Yep. And, and they've lost the teams that, you know, Michigan State's beaten all of them. And, and, and like, they're barely a tournament team. Michigan, if you can lose to Michigan State, you can lose to U of H. <laughs> you can lose to Michigan State. You can't even beat Gonzaga necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, Big Ten is better than everybody else, but they're they're very beatable. There, there's going to be a Big Ten team that makes a run. Don't get me wrong, because there's so many of them. But by I think by the time we get to the Sweet Sixteen, people are like I thought the Big Ten was good. Well, they were good with what they had to deal with. But no, it's it. I think it's going to be fun. It, it's not nearly to me. It's just not going to be as fun as a regular season because it we just haven't had the rhythm, you know. But I think that's sports overall. We haven't had the rhythm to know who's here, and college basketball has been fading in some way for several years. Because you know, fifteen years ago, I could tell you the top ten players in college basketball right now without even thinking about it. I I can't do that now. I have no idea. You know, and that's just that's just what the world we're in right now. One of the things I've said all season long that I, I wasn't really crazy about UH was I didn't know if they had a dog that would just go out there and if they, if everything was going wrong, you could count on this guy to to take and, over. And I think and in the you're, last you're turning now, huh? In the yeah. last couple of weeks, Grimes. Quentin Grimes yeah. has turned into that guy yeah. that you feel like if the rest of the team is off, Quentin Grimes. And normally, it, it, and it's weird with UH because they're the UH is almost positionless. Like mm-hmm. they, they, all their guys are about the same size. They all kind of, you know, they switch a lot, but yeah. usually it's a guard. I, I guess in, in this system, Quentin Grimes is sort of a guard, but, uh, but he is a guy that I do feel like he could maybe take over a game in, in the tournament, even against a better team. He could take no, over a game. No and just go. The one thing that I mean, I, granted I'm way over the top in love with how he coaches, but one thing that Kelvin Sampson generally does, and he, he doesn't even necessarily verbalize it, but no, he wants his team to be balanced. He wants it to be across the board. Everybody can do a little bit of everything during the regular season. Yeah. Doing regular, ordinary game on a Tuesday against a such and such university. But come tournament time, you, you, watch, you go back and look at Kelvin Sampson's teams from OU and across the board, his star player – that's when they grew. You know, like, oh, this guy really stepped up in the tournament. No, Kelvin got out of his way and told him, you do this. You run the show. You lead us. You, you know, you're Corey Davis. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're all right. I'm holding you back. I'm keeping you down. But come money time, shoot all the shots. Yeah, Armani <laughs> Brooks, Rob Gray. Don't I mean, pe- yeah. Right. Don't yeah. pass the ball to anybody. You, you're the guy that's going to win it. 
and 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 Grimes is certainly capable of that. So it it should be fun watching this dude go off. You and, know, he they he got third team All American on some voting today, and it's like it's been a while since U of H had a guy be a third team All American. Even that's that says something. And it's funny because when. He he was like such a hot prospect out of high school. He went to Kansas, and you're watching him. You're like, uh, really? This guy was one of the top recruits in the country. And then even his first, you know, first part of his career at UH, you're like, oh boy, this guy was supposed to be five star super stud. Boy, he sure looks like it now. And you know, some guys take longer, and maybe he would have never gotten that chance if he'd stayed at Kansas. And maybe it's just that Kelvin Sampson's pretty good at yep. coaching guys up. Yeah, he's good at it, but. I, I, I'm not saying you're unfair with, but you know he's a, a freshman at Kansas where everybody's a stud, and if you're not coming in trying to, you know, you weren't a 40 point guy in high school, you were just really, really good, you know. You and he was good as a freshman. He just wasn't crazy over the top. Oh, you got to leave school and go to the draft because you're a top five lottery pick right now, and that, and and that's one of those weird things. We look at players like that. We go, ah. How good was he? I mean, if you he play a sophomore good. year, it's almost like really that guy. Like what? <laughs> you're, what, you're what are you doing in school? You're yeah. a sophomore. Oh, okay. And it, it and and then his when he came to U of H. He's like, okay, I I thought he was going to be way better than everybody else on the team, and he probably was. It just wasn't showing on the field. But then, I mean, I'm in the court. But this season, this season, we've seen like, oh. Like you say, Fred. Like, oh, well, okay. And he, and he now he I, looks I like that do. guy, and and he's yeah. also learned what he does well, which is that mid range jumper. And then he's he's learned to take better three pointers. I mean, he's become a better basketball player, and I think part of that is him, and part of that's uh, Kelvin. You know? and, and I'll tell you that this is that get off my lawn thing. The thing that I missed the most about the great days of college basketball is you got to see that because. And I know you didn't mean it this way, but people would have been saying the same thing about Michael Jordan after his freshman year. You know, of course, till he got to the game and hit the game, the shot. But before that is like, I thought this guy could go. He, Well, he's on a team with another senior who's averaging 30 a game, the best player in the country. And Jordan would have never played with Worthy in today's college basketball world because Worthy would have left long before right, then, right. you know. We would have never gotten to see that, but that that growth of a player, Hakeem Olajuwon was, man, he was playing volleyball, boxing <laughs> as, uh, as a freshman. It, it, he wasn't it, playing basketball. All, all he did, he would block shots out of bounds, and yeah. it took him time to realize, oh, if you block them to your players, you get a fast break the other way. And then he it, it, and then he it, started it, learning to shoot too. But he didn't, he didn't know what he was. He was just block. He was like say he's playing volleyball. Yeah. He didn't even know that it was. What is that? What am I doing? And by the time he by the time his junior year is like, then even in his junior he's like, I just dunk everything. That's <laughs> everything. Every chance I get, I dunk. <laughs> I'll go tend every shot on one end, dunk everything on the other. But if he came out today as talented athletically as he was he would have never gone back to school we would have never seen that growth and he and may never have become the player that he that he because it because that no. development did happen at uh and then it took another step when he got to the nba but yeah because because most players if you don't develop it before the nba a year or two in the nba especially with the g league now you you're you're out of it oh I mean, uh, yeah uh, christian wood is a, a rare rare player the guy who does nothing in it early in his career or can't make a team or can't make a roster 
and then looks like what we've seen before he got hurt here looks like he he's a legitimate low level all star type player that that really doesn't happen as much in the NBA anymore because once they label you as you're you're not good enough they'll go find a guy four years younger than you and keep on moving well and, and you know what for for next week I'd like to have this conversation about quarterbacks because I think you see the same thing with some guys. Mm. And and there are some players that maybe had they been given enough opportunity would have turned out to be okay. And and I think there are there are a few guys out there that were highly regarded and then, you know, once you give up on them, they don't really get another chance. And, and I, I think that that kind of plays into some things that are going on in the NFL right now. Real quick before you go, I I, I also think that part of what we're dealing with now is you also they're also giving players opportunities and chances maybe before they should like yeah. Jalen Hurts for instance is he really gonna be whatever he could possibly be at the maximum of what he could be by playing already or would he be much better suited not playing for a couple of years well, and, and, then, and, and if and, he and if he fails, and basically people give up on him, and he never gets another chance, right? Is that his fault? And, and there's, I think there's a few guys out there like that, and, and that's a whole other conversation. Like, like, yeah, time. like Deshaun Watson, you're a fool not to put him on the field for the first snap of the first game. Yeah, you know, that doesn't right. work for a whole lot of other players. You know, Cert, certain guys have to play, and other guys don't put them out there because wait until they grow into it and. But again, it's 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 not it's not science. It, some of it is luck of the draw. All right, well, Jerome, we need to get to, we need to get a beer soon. I'll text you and then I'll hear from you two weeks later, just so you know. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> now that everybody at ninety seven five has had COVID and gone through it, not me, and not I'm, everybody, and I'm, no, and I, I'm I, one I, shot. I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through. Through the vaccine, yeah, well, we're getting close to being able to meet in person again. I, I got two and a half weeks before I get my second one, so. There All right, go. cool. So, and once we get there, potty time, <laughs> poker it's, time. It's freak, it's, it's freak Nick. <laughs> Strip clubs and All poker. Right. All right, man. I, I I don't I don't do that. Yeah, of course, me not. either. Me either. That was a joke. Of course. All right, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Later, man. All right, Jerome Solomon. All right. Let's, uh, oh, here's some breaking news that we will get to when we come back involving what we were just talking about, the University of Houston. All right. Joseph Duarte just tweeted something out. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Hey, you are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And uh, before we get to the gem of the day, I told you some breaking news. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson just signed a contract extension with the University of Houston. Good for them. Um, I, I hope that's a guy who's just going to... Like two years? Um, let's see. He, uh, signed a contract extension through 26, 27. So he's adding on to what he already had yes. two years on. To yeah. It, I think. He, he had signed, signed a six year extension after the 2018, 19, so you know, what? two year extension. Um, and, and that's yeah. a guy who's, who's been other places and he's had success, but he, 
has also had his share of problems. He found a place here where he's happy. Uh, he's he's getting to do things his way. Uh, I, I think that he's got some say over who's going to secede him when the time comes. Uh, I, I I think he he may be here till he's done, and that's that's nice for a place like UH who every football coach that has an ounce of success is out the door the next yeah. year. So, yeah. uh, and then goes on to fail at a big school. Exactly. Uh, or, or have a mega scandal at right. the big school. Right. You may, have some, of... you may have some success, but it's going to come with rape. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good for Kelvin Sampson. Good for UH, especially to be able to lock that guy in for a while. Uh, the, the bat, to me, I mean, everybody wants their football program to be good, but UH has a has a better chance of top end success than the football program ever will. Well, to be honest, and, and most of this is because it was before your time. But UH was always a better basketball school yeah. than it was a football school, and it was always the best basketball school in the state for the longest time. But the route to to top end success in basketball is have a good regular season, which they can do every year in this conference. And then win four or five games. If, if, if you win six games, my God. But if you win four or five games in a row in March, that, that's an incredible season. It's almost impossible for UH football to have that shot just because of the way the system works. Yeah. So I, I, I wish more people would get behind the, the basketball team here than, than do. It just doesn't seem like it's... But I think once the final, if they get to a final four or something, maybe that changes a little uh, bit. I think people had gotten behind them. And then, of course, the Rona happened. I mean, they were, I mean, with Fertitta Center was sold out pretty much every game. I mean, that that was, uh, uh, that place is, had become the place to be. And now, you know, obviously, everything changes. We said, didn't Arkansas want him last year? A lot of people have reached out. He just doesn't want to go anywhere, which I'm happy with. All right, let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.